1: So parents are constantly facing challenges with their families, and they're always striving for the best for their children and for other family members. And now, on top of our usual day-to-day stress and concerns... We're recording this in the midst of an unprecedented pandemic, and the guidelines and the rules, it seems like they change constantly in terms of what we can and can't do, what we should and shouldn't be doing.
0: Totally. And we've talked about the importance of consistency in children's lives in several episodes, how children thrive with a sense of normalcy and a reliable schedule. However, we're living in this time of change and uncertainty, which can make all of us upset, and fearful.
1: One of the biggest challenges is that the pandemic has affected all parts of our lives and the lives of our children, and it's changed how we socialize with friends, with neighbors, and with extended family members. It's impacted how we as parents work, and of course altered how children go to school and distance learn and all the different changes in their routines.
0: Definitely. And all of this can be exhausting and frustrating. It can lead to tension within the family unit and depression. And so many things are out of our control. But it's important to remember that there are lots of things that we can control.
1: So in this episode, we're going to be discussing what parents can do to improve the mental health and outlook of their families during these uncertain times. And this is especially important at the time we're recording this in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. But it's also applicable when we return back to our normal way of life, if we can even remember what that was like.
0: <laughs> right. We're talking today about the attitude of gratitude.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're, you're very welcome. You're on the right track, something like that. <laughs> so, you know, it's so easy to get caught up these days in the day-to-day, the kind of gloom and doom And not see all of the positive events that enhance our lives and deepen our experiences that we really experience every day still.
1: Right, and we're talking about us as adults, as parents, but we're also including our children. It's important to explicitly recognize and talk about the positive things in our lives.
0: And there's a growing body of research that connects gratitude with feeling grateful and other positive emotions such as happiness and positivity. Gratitude is also connected with feeling like you have a more purposeful life. You have better relationships and less negative feelings, such as unhappiness.
1: And there are other benefits to being grateful, such as getting a better night's sleep.
0: Definitely. So let's break gratitude down into four parts to more closely look at how parents can approach this with their children.
1: Okay, so the first part is noticing the things that you are grateful for.
0: Mm -hmm. And then you want to think about why you have these things or why you have these people in your life.
1: And then third, think about the feelings that are associated with these things. How do you feel about having these things or these people in your life, these experiences?
0: Mm -hmm. And fourth, think about how you express appreciation for your gratefulness. How do you express appreciation to others in your life?
1: Mm -hmm. So this may seem overly complicated or detailed, but let's go through this with the example of someone giving your child a gift. So the vast majority of parents will focus on manners, and they will teach their children, make sure you say, thank you for the gift.
0: And that is great. We are all about manners. But a recent survey found that only one in three parents reportedly asked their children how that gift that they received made them feel. And really only one in five asked why they were given that gift. So So why did Auntie Lena give you that gift? Was it your birthday? Was it just because she saw it and thought of you?
1: Mm -hmm. So asking these questions, it really, you know, how do you feel about this gift? And why do you think you have this gift? This can really promote a deeper connection and understanding of gratitude.
0: Mm -hmm. So let's talk about some specific ways that parents can teach children about gratitude.
1: We previously talked about teaching children manners as the same as teaching gratitude, to say please and thank you. So manners are great, but there's so much more that we can do.
0: Mm -hmm. So the classic thing is on Thanksgiving Day when you're all sitting around the big table. In previous years, we always had big extended family, and everyone goes around and says one thing that they're grateful for. And I love this tradition. This is a great tradition, but we can be doing this all the time. It doesn't just have to be one day a year. So after we socialize with others, so if we have a, a social distancing with friends or family in the backyard, um, or we, we have a, a Zoom call with grandparents, we can sit down and talk about why we're so grateful to have these people in our lives. What, what do we love about spending time with them?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, why do we like being with them? What do we admire about them? How do they make us feel good?
0: Mm-hmm, because everyone that you have in your life hopefully makes you feel good.
1: Yeah, or they shouldn't be in your life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. And We can also recognize the day-to-day routine positive things that occur. At the end of the day, many parents will choose to talk to their kids about one positive thing that happened that day that they're grateful for. And it doesn't matter how small it is. Everyone can find one. Um, so that may be, I slept really well last night. I had a delicious sandwich. I love the snack that you packed me in my lunch. Or, or they really enjoyed a nighttime read or their, their teacher spent a little extra time just with them on Zoom that day.
1: Mm-hmm. And a bonus for doing this at bedtime is that there are studies that show that gratitude results in improved quality of sleep.
0: Mm-hmm. And a better night's sleep means you're going to start the next day the right way. And it's a two for one
1: hmm So another way to promote gratitude is to encourage your children to openly express their thankfulness to others. So this could be as simple as thanking a friend for a nice play date or writing a note of thanks. This is really a positive social behavior and results in improved self-esteem and resiliency.
0: Definitely. You can also look for opportunities to get your children involved with their communities by volunteering to help those in need. So, see what your child's passionate about. They might be an animal lover and you could help them sign up to volunteer at an animal shelter. They may want to work with kids, like for a local summer camp um, or visit a nursing home. If, they're a, if they play an instrument, they could play their instrument there and bring some joy to elderly people.
1: Yeah, as long as they play well, right? <laughs> right. So,
0: you're saying that I shouldn't bring my new ukulele to the. No, I, I do home? look forward to hearing that. <laughs>
1: These sorts of volunteer activities, these can be really rewarding for children because it really helps them gain a sense of purpose and it gives them valuable experiences. And then they're connecting with their communities.
0: Right, and it provides perspective in our modern culture, which is so fixated on material objects or you know staring at your phone, your smartphone. You can't do that when you're helping work like a, a food kitchen assembly line. Um, it's a really good way to, to see what's important.
1: Mm -hmm. And if there aren't organized volunteer opportunities in your communities, then there are still some activities to consider. And so, for example, you might help your child organize um, a fundraiser for disaster relief, something that occurred locally or nationally or even something worldwide, or collect recyclables or tutor young children. Volunteer with children with disabilities or cleaning up a local park.
0: Mm-hmm, definitely. One of the most important things parents can do to nurture gratitude in their children is to really be great role models. So showing them that you do that yourself. Um, so express your appreciation to your children and to others in your life, and they will see you modeling that and they will take on that as well.
1: Your children are looking up to you and modeling their behavior on what they see you do.
0: Mm-hmm. So some of the activities that we've talked about are a real commitment, right? So if you're going to sign up for a volunteer position at the local animal shelter, that is probably going to require that they do it, you know, weekly or a few times a month for a longer period of time.
1: Mm -hmm. But other things just take a few minutes a day to think about what went well during the day at bedtime or recognizing positive traits in others.
0: And this can really improve resiliency and help during these times of stress and unpredictability.
1: Another tool to cultivate gratitude is meditation.
0: Yeah. I mean, I always thought of meditation as a way to kind of relax and relieve stress and gain focus.
1: And meditation may be utilized for various goals, but there are different types of meditation depending on what you want to achieve. Hmm,
0: I didn't know that. I was just thinking sort of that you're meditating, you're just like, you know, getting things out of your mind. How does that relate to gratitude?
1: So Buddhist metta or Tonglen practices help develop um, compassion and loving-kindness, and Institute of Heart Math training promotes gratitude and compassion.
0: So I've heard of Buddhist metta meditation, so that's the positive energy and kindness towards others. Um, It's also known as loving-kindness meditation. The main metta meditation practice is reciting positive words of affirmation or phrases towards yourself and others. Um, and people in your life, so friends, family, neighbors, or your animals.
1: You know a lot about meta meditation, and so maybe you could tell us about Tonglen practice.
0: (laughs) I definitely can't tell you about Tonglen practice. You can do that one. (laughs) Okay.
1: So Tonglen practice is known as taking and sending, and that is taking the pain of others with our in-breath and then sending out what will benefit them on the out-breath. It cultivates love for ourselves and for others.
0: You also mentioned the Institute of Heart Math training. The essence is, um, this is a trademarked practice called quick coherence. It only takes three to five minutes and it harmonizes the brain, the central nervous system, the cardiovascular system or the heart, and all of your hormones and immune systems. And it's working to try and enter a state of coherence that results in positive emotions, compassion, love, and gratitude.
1: Most people are aware that meditation is restful for both the mind and the body, but many might be surprised to learn that there's research showing that meditation in childhood results in improvements in behavior as well as physical benefits.
0: (laughs) I know a lot of parents are like, yeah, right, my child is going to sit still and meditate (laughs) for three to five minutes, but it's worth a shot. (laughs) It's worth trying. It's worth trying. It might be a moment of quiet for you, too, as the parent. Um, yoga is another great option for kids, especially those wiggle worms who might need to move around and not sit in one place for a while um, for those meditation practices.
1: Right. So this is a movement-based practice like yoga, and so that's another option for parents to consider.
0: Mm -hmm. There are several yoga poses and sequences that can help promote and cultivate gratitude.
1: So it's nice to know that there are a lot of possible activities for parents to think about.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And here's one more thing I want to talk about.
1: How thankful you are to be podcasting with me?
0: Always, Dr. Dean, always. But (laughs) um, there's one more thing beyond that.
1: And what's that?
0: That gratitude and expressing gratitude is actually really good for our health.
1: So in what way? How is gratitude? How does that improve our health?
0: Well, there have been several studies that show that children with more gratitude are likely to be healthier, both physically and emotionally, and happier.
1: So the research that shows that gratitude is related to happiness in children as young as five years of, of age, so that's pretty impressive. So parents really can't start emphasizing gratitude soon enough.
0: Totally. And other studies showed that preteens and teens who are grateful are also happier and more satisfied with their lives, their peer groups, and themselves.
1: Grateful teenagers have better grades in school and are less depressed and less materialistic.
0: So it's clearly a priority for parents because they want their kids to be happy.
1: So let's summarize why cultivating gratitude in families is so important and how parents can do this.
0: Children who are more grateful also have more empathy, they're happier, and they're healthier.
1: Parents can help their children be more grateful by asking them what they are grateful for.
0: And don't only ask, go deeper. Ask them why they have these people in their lives, why these people bring them so much joy and what their experiences in their day-to-day are doing to improve their lives.
1: Mm-hmm. And how do they feel about them?
0: And then they can express their gratitude. It might be just calling someone to tell them they love them. It might be sending a note just to drop in and say hi or, or dropping off leftovers on somebody's doorstep
1: hmm So encourage your children to appreciate their gratitude after being with people that they enjoy, such as family and friends.
0: And ask them at the end of the day what they were grateful for that day.
1: Volunteer opportunities can nurture gratitude also.
0: And you can consider trying meditation or yoga. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you too, <laughs> Dr. Dean.
1: And that reminds me of a joke.
0: Ooh, a gratitude joke.
1: Knock, knock. Who's there? Tank.
0: Thank who? Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> that one was a that one was easy. I think that's the first joke I've actually ever guessed. Well,
1: yeah, I think you've gotten a few others. Uh, maybe.
0: <laughs> you know, I really like this topic because I think back to like the experiences that impacted my life the most, and some of them I would say were around volunteering. Um, And so when I was young, like even I think starting in my early teens, like 14, 15, I volunteered at at a summer camp for kids with leukemia that would come from all over San Diego, which is where I grew up. And I kind of just poured myself into that organization and did it for years up through um, when I started residency. And Mm -hmm. going there would just like be my reset from the year, like just be so grateful for everything that I had and saw the resilience of those kids And, um, it was, even though I was exhausted by the end of the week, I felt recharged because I had given back something to this group of people. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I feel like those experiences and my parents growing up would always, you know, on Thanksgiving, make us go drive out some meals for families that didn't have as much as us. So those experiences really shape you as a kid.
1: Yeah. And now you're doing, um, meditation.
0: Yes. uh, Since the new year, we started doing, Um, the Sam Harris meditation app no you know no affiliation but it was just Mm -mm. a nice um, thing that was a structured meditation so it's about 15 minutes each day and so far so good I mean you guys can probably tell that I'm not the most chill um, person (laughs) I have a lot of energy so it's hard to keep my mind quiet but I think that if I if I can it's going to be really beneficial what about you Dr. Dean? You know
1: I've 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 done meditation in the past. I've really enjoyed it. And I've actually been looking, you know, maybe I should try one of the apps. Because for a while, my wife and I, we were looking for a group um, in town to meditate with. And the groups that we liked were like at really inconvenient times, like during the work week or something. And, you know, I was looking for something like after work. And and the ones that we tried... Um, they were they were good, but they weren't they weren't the best fit for us. Mm-hmm. So, but maybe we'll try one of the um, apps because both my wife and I are are interested in that. We have a friend who's been doing um, transcendental meditation for for years and really just swears um, yeah. by it.
0: I mean, there is some science behind it, like we talked about today, and it you know, just like you said, everyone that I know that's actually really given it a good shot says it can be transformative. so. We mm-hmm. all know that parenting is challenging, and so you can consider this for yourself. It's a good way to kind of reset and um, and calm down from the day.
1: Another tool in the parenting toolbox.
0: Mm-hmm. One of many.
1: That wraps up this episode of Kids Considered.
0: You can find more information on our website, kidsconsidered.ucdavis.edu.
1: Follow us on Twitter at Kids Considered.
0: And Instagram at Kids Considered.
1: If you have feedback on this show or topics you would like us to discuss in the future, we would love to hear from you.
0: Please call us. Our number is 916-915-3388.
1: Or email us at kidsconsidered at gmail.com.
0: Please rate us on iTunes or wherever you subscribe to your podcasts.
1: Thank you for listening and we hope you will join us for our next podcast.
0: Kids Considered is sponsored by UC Davis Children's Hospital.